You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. In this episode, I would like to talk to you about MRI. So the MRI is one of the most overutilized tests that we see in orthopedics, especially in our population of patients over the age of 50. So what is an MRI? So an MRI is a special test that uses a magnet and the strength of the magnet will alter the way that the machine sees water in the structures in your body, such as bone and ligaments and tendons. So it will pick up different signals and it gives us a picture. And if you've ever seen actual MRI pictures, you'll notice that sometimes they look like mirror images, almost like a negative, uh, where depending on the strength of the magnet, fluid might be lighter or darker. So yes, these are extremely effective tests when we're looking for very specific things, like what? So if you suspect a young athlete has torn his ACL or anterior cruciate ligament, you cannot see that on an x-ray. You can examine them and have a high suspicion uh, that they tore their ACL, and the MRI can confirm that. And the same thing with other ligaments around your knee, like the MCL or medial collateral ligament. Now, when we talk about fractures, Usually the best test to see a fracture is an x-ray. So if someone falls off a ladder and can't get up, you may see a deformity and you get a plain x-ray and the x-ray will show a fracture. But sometimes people will have such a small fracture or a stress fracture where the pain is out of proportion to their exam and their x-ray for all intents and purposes normal. The MRI can actually pick up that fracture very, very specifically. So it's an excellent test, especially in older patients that fall and the x-ray is normal and we suspect they have a hip fracture. The MRI can actually pick that up better than a CAT scan, quicker than a bone scan, uh, and that might allow you to protect their weight bearing or do surgery preventatively where the fracture is lined up before they walk on it and it displaces and now they need a bigger operation. So the MRI does have very specific purposes, and it's very good and very specific for those things. But when we're talking about the older individual, and when we talk about older, we're talking older than 50, um, most of those patients do have arthritis. So the big misperception is a lot of patients believe that they need an MRI, or they go to their doctor and they demand an MRI. And what's worse, that I see a lot of people, they have the perception that, well, I have Medicare, for instance, so it's free. Well, it's technically not free. Somebody is footing the bill, and that essentially is taxpayers. Even if you've paid into Medicare, there's a huge exorbitant cost with performing MRIs, uh, so much so that the demand is so high that the cost has continued to risen, and the costs for MRIs in our country is significantly greater than other places. And if you've ever tried to schedule an MRI, a lot of times it's hard and difficult to get in. Why? Because lots of people are demanding and lots of 
doctors sometimes are actually ordering MRIs, which are unnecessary. So it clogs the system. And the other issue is that we'll get a lot of patients not knowing what they're specifically going to be looking for. We'll get an MRI and then not get an x-ray and they show up at the orthopedic surgeon's office. So what happens now? Now you have a patient that walks in because they demanded an MRI from their primary who then ordered it. And if you're lucky, your insurance approved it. Um, Sometimes the insurance company will deny it and then the patients get angry at their doctors, but don't get angry at the doctor because one, it probably wasn't necessary. Um, So the the insurance company is actually doing something within protocol. Um, If you don't have a weight-bearing x-ray first, and then the patients get mad at us, the orthopedic surgeon, for ordering an x-ray. Why? Because I, quote, already had an MRI. So again, when we're talking about arthritis, the best test, aside from the history and physical exam, is a plain weight-bearing x-ray. Now, this usually costs around $90 to $100, Um, So when you look at MRIs, which can cost upwards of $1,000 or more, and you look at the hundreds and thousands and millions of patients out there with knee arthritis, um, we did a small study, um, and another doctor that I know has published another small study, and when you actually look at the numbers of the unnecessary MRIs, and then you calculate out the number of dollars, it is astronomical. So we really try to do tests, and this is really important to understand. Tests are worthwhile when they will alter the treatment plan. So you can do lots and lots of tests, and lots of tests can give you lots of information, but if the information's not helpful, it doesn't change the treatment plan, it may not necessarily be a useful test. Um, Sometimes you want to do a test to rule out something severe like an appendix that may have burst or a heart attack. So you might do a test, which is negative. But again, that negative information is useful because it's changed how you're going to treat that person. But when it comes to an x-ray, the x-ray for an arthritic knee is extremely helpful. And again, when I say x-ray, we're talking weight-bearing x-ray. So that's the other mistake that people will make is that they get an x-ray lying down. So if you get an x-ray lying down, it doesn't give us a good view of how much joint space a person has lost, which allows us to grade the amount of arthritis. Most people have heard talking to their friends, oh, I'm bone on bone. Well, how do you know that? Because somebody got a weight-bearing x-ray. You can't tell somebody that they're bone on bone if they get an x-ray laying down or if they get an MRI. And 99% of MRIs are lying down. So it doesn't give you that assessment of the extent of the arthritis, nor does it tell you the alignment. Are you knocking your bow-legged? Well, I can see it when you stand up, but when you lay down, Most people's legs look straight. So the x-ray is really important. Now, is there a role then for the MRI? Well, yes. So if somebody has pain, let's say they're 65 and they twisted their knee and the x-ray is normal, they have a great looking knee. The joint space is normal. There's no bone spurs and you examine them and their exam is consistent with somebody that has a meniscus tear and they have catching and locking. And they failed other treatments like pills, maybe a cortisone shot, maybe some physical therapy or a home exercise program. Well, in that person, you've now exhausted sort of options one, two, and three. And the next step may be an arthroscopic procedure. So in that particular patient, that's where an MRI may be useful because it lets me know, do they have something like a meniscus tear or do they have something else like something called osteonecrosis, which is a death of the bone, or do they have a 
what we call insufficiency fracture, which is related sometimes to arthritis or osteoporosis, or do they truly have a meniscus tear or something else? So when you order the MRI in that person, you're doing the MRI essentially as a way to choose the next best appropriate treatment for them. But when you rush in for the MRI, what I find is, one, it wastes money. Two, it winds up creating a lot of anxiety and angst and concern and this feeling of dread in patients. Why? Because you get the report back. And most of the time, the nurse practitioner or PA or primary care doctor that gets it can really read, but depending on their level of understanding, they may not fully interpret the entire radiologist interpretation. And I find that that thing, that verbiage of these are all the things that the radiologist saw creates all this anxiety and angst in patients. When they walk in my door, they're already on edge because they fear the worst. And why? Okay, so what does it say? You know, typically it'll say something like tricompartmental osteoarthritis. Well, there's three parts of your knee. So tricompartmental is all three parts. And arthritis is just that. Arthritis, people understand that is loss of cartilage and inflammation. But when they say full thickness chondral loss, well, well, what does that mean? Well, full thickness is exactly that. It's the entire thickness of the chondral is the cartilage. So that's essentially bone on bone. Or they'll say chondromalacia, which is a term that we use to describe early arthritis. Or sonk is another word you might see or hear, spontaneous osteonecrosis of the knee, or just sometimes termed osteonecrosis. This is death of the bone, which can lead to a collapse. And then you might see, oh, they have an ACL tear. Well, Nobody really cares about a chronic old degenerative ACL tear in a 70-year-old. Why? Because usually they have arthritis and no one's going to repair the ACL in a 70-year-old. And you're looking at tendinosis. What is tendinosis? Tendinosis can occur in the tendons around the knee from chronic repetitive damage. So maybe you've been a runner or a tennis player all your life, and now at age 65 or 70, you have tendinosis. So these are all things not necessarily to be alarmed about but they're all things that are common and typical. So when we sort of predict what the MRI is going to show, you've now laid there for an hour and spent a lot of money, and it hasn't really given the orthopedic surgeon any more information than we could have already predicted based on your exam, age, and x-ray. Now, when it comes to the meniscus, okay, this is where it gets a little bit more complicated because let's say you have pain on the inside of your knee, but you tear the outside or what's called the lateral meniscus. People will still fret over the fact that they have a tear but the tear may be asymptomatic. So if the pain's on one side and the tear's on the other side, I guarantee that fixing that meniscus on the outside isn't gonna fix the pain on the inside. It may be due to your arthritis. And the other thing which is hard for patients to understand is that a tear is not a tear is not a tear. What does that mean? Well, tears are different. There are post-surgical changes which sometimes are interpreted as tears. There are degenerative tears. There are bucket handle, parapeak, displaced tears, intrasubstance tears. So there's all different types of tears, and not all of those are surgical. So the analogy that I like to use is, let's say you have a pair of jeans, right? You love these jeans. You've worn these jeans for years. And the back of the jeans at the bottom, down by the hem, um, is frayed and white because you've walked on them and you've gotten that torn or frayed. It's degenerative. It's because your jeans are old and you love them and they're comfortable. So you're not going to trade them in for a new pair of jeans. And you can't really take them to the seamstress and cut that off and fold them up because, you know, then you're going to have capris or, you know, floods because that is normal wear and tear. And if 
nobody walking down the street saw you would run up to you and pat you on the back and go, hey, 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 your jeans are torn. Because we all see that as this normal degenerative wear and tear. And that's what the orthopedic surgeon looks for. Sometimes these tears are minor fraying. It's degenerative. And it rarely is going to cause a problem. But let's say you're working in the garage or the yard and there's a nail sticking out of a board and you catch your jean and you tear it. And there's a big rip. You know, you walk in the house and your spouse says, oh, what did you tear your jeans on? Because we see that as new. And sometimes the orthopedic surgeon will see that as a new tear. So what we look at on the actual images is very important. And then we need to correlate that with where you hurt. Because if you hurt in that spot, and most importantly, that you have some mechanical symptoms like catching and locking, those patients, if you fail conservative care, like pills and therapy and time and ice and cortisone shots, a lot of those patients do do better, but not all of them. So it is important to understand that when you're an older individual that has arthritis, even if the arthritis is mild, and even if yesterday you didn't have pain and today you do, and the MRI shows that you have a meniscus tear, unless you have 100% proof that you had an injury and it caused this tear and the tear is causing the pain, you can't guarantee that you're going to get better. And that is another important thing to understand in this role of the MRI because there's a lot of people that I see that saw their primary, ordered an MRI, saw an orthopedic surgeon, said they had a tear, patient wanted a surgery because they believed they needed to fix the tear and the patient doesn't get better or actually gets worse. And a lot of times they got worse because they have arthritis. And with arthritis, they had a meniscus tear. And the pain wasn't from the meniscus tear, the pain was from the arthritis but you saw the meniscus tear because you ordered an MRI. And then the doctor says, well, now you need a knee replacement. And I see those patients as second opinions and they are upset. And they're probably one of the most angry, upset patients that I meet walking in my door for second opinions. And when I have this discussion with them, they all kind of get it and they sort of calm down, but they usually ask, well, well, why didn't you know my doctor explain it to me this way? Or why didn't my doctor tell me this? And I said, I don't know. I wasn't there. And they may have very well told you something similar or there's something in the lines of the same way, but maybe you didn't hear it. Maybe you wanted to have a surgery. You were under the impression that you needed surgery. Your friend told you that they had a meniscus tear and they had surgery and they got better, but not all meniscus tears are the same. And that's the important thing to understand is that the MRI is a very useful test. Yes. And the MRI can show soft tissue injuries like a meniscus tear. Yes. But if you do have arthritis, and you can see this on the weight-bearing x-rays, so even if you're getting x-rays by your primary, make sure that they order weight-bearing or specify to the tech that, hey, I think I'm being evaluated for arthritis. These need to be standing or weight-bearing, and they can make sure that the x-ray order is adjusted appropriately if they talk to your provider, that you may get more information on the x-ray. And if you're bone-on-bone on x-ray or you have severe arthritis, do not waste the time with the MRI if you're concerned about the meniscus being torn. I remember a study looking back, and it looked at patients over the age of 50. And these are asymptomatic individuals, totally normal people, but they MRI'd them. And 60% or more had rotator cuff tears in their shoulder and meniscus tears in their knee. Why? Normal process of aging. When you take an arthritic knee on x-ray, so an x-ray that proves somebody over 50 has documented arthritis, and you MRI them, more than 90 to 95% of those patients are going to have a meniscus tear. So, you know, Las Vegas would never take those odds, right? You know, you're 95% sure you got a meniscus tear. So if you're 65, 70 and you have arthritis, 
why get the MRI to prove that you have a meniscus tear? You almost guarantee that you do. The real question is, is that the source or cause of your pain? Or is something else like the arthritis causing the pain? And have you exhausted conservative care options before having a surgery? So the takeaway from this is if you have knee pain, again, and you try simple things like losing weight, strengthening your quad, using ice, braces, pills, seeing your primary, maybe having a cortisone shot, the first test that should be done radiologically should be an x-ray and it should be standing a weight-bearing x-ray. Do not go in there demanding an MRI. And even if the doctor says, hey, I'm going to order an MRI for your knee, I think you have a meniscus tear. You can even say, hey, um, can I get an x-ray first? Or don't you think an x-ray would be useful first? Because if you get a standing x-ray and you're bone on bone, don't waste your time with the MRI until you've exhausted those other conservative care options first. Now, different again, if you got the knee of a 30-year-old. You know, if your knee looks perfect, pristine, and the other big thing is mechanical symptoms, catching and locking. You know, if you can't fully straighten your knee, this isn't, it hurts when I straighten my knee. This is, you can't straighten it or you can't bend it. It's what we call locked. It won't move in a certain direction. That is usually the gummy meniscus being flipped upside down and backwards. And those people do great with arthroscopic surgeries where we go in to address the meniscus, but the meniscus won't heal on its own. And if the meniscus is torn, it will not regenerate. And in this population, we can't repair it. You know, that's typically a younger patient that essentially dislocates the meniscus. The meniscus comes off its in, in its entirety and we can go in there and repair it. You can actually use stitches. But when we talk about these degenerative tears, you know, these rips because the arthritis has led to weakening of the collagen fibers and that meniscus then tears, even if it's a twisting event because you stepped off a curb or were playing tennis, you can resect those, but again, only in people that don't have extreme arthritis. So get the weight-bearing x-ray first. Don't rush into the MRI. Save your time. Save the money. Hope this answers a lot of your questions that you may have about the MRI um, and also a little bit more detail about the x-rays and arthritis and meniscus tears. And if you enjoyed this and you know somebody that you think would like this, please share it with them. And please subscribe so you're going to be aware of when the new episodes come out. In the meantime, stay safe. I will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm Adam Rosen. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.